cliffcentral.com. So, Borge, it's you and me. Um, what have we got to talk about this morning? I love it when you come on. It means that we are about to start our weekend. Woohoo! Exactly. Well, let me let me start off with uh, a depressing story and end off with a um, <clears throat> a not uh, a, a good Friday it's story. Not, so the not, first, it's not like sto- you to bring depression into our Friday, George. What the hell's this all about? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Well, it's not. I suppose it's not depressing. Depressing, but uh, maybe it's just disappointing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is uh, driving school owners. I mean, can you believe this? Driving school owners organized a protest, right? Now, protests, um, no problem if they're done in a calm, uh, nonviolent way. But the reason they were protesting was because of the increase of bribery fees from 1,700 rand to 2,000 rand. (laughs) That's why they were protesting. Tell me me you're in South Africa without telling me you're in South Africa. That's a story that you would tell. This was in Pretoria, Mpumalanga, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they demonstrated because they was they said that the traffic officials were greedy. I mean, I, like I read the story and I was like, I, I actually can't believe what I'm reading. <laughs> I can't believe what you're telling me. <laughs> So this this happened in Mbolela um, on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and they prevented workers from entering the premises because of this three hundred rand increase in, uh, in bribes fees. Yeah. or fees, should I say? Um, but uh, but what I think it's, is shocking is that uh, um, you know the the uh, the, the government um, expressed concern over the nature of the protest which they should do, but they should get on to the people that are actually accepting the bribes. Now, a few people have been arrested, so to their credit, um, and are out on 15,000 rands bail. But um, um, do you know how much some of these bribesters take home? Tell me. Because Just take the, a wild uh, guess. I'm still dealing with the fact that there is a set fee for bribery. I thought bribery was like whatever you've got in your wallet at the time. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What exactly. is it? Give me, give me a number. So, so, so some of these bribesters take home up to 12,000 rand a day for licenses. Jesus. You do the math. So, in other words, I mean, bail is not going to be a problem. No, not at 15 grand. No, that's a lot of money. Shit. So, 12 grand. You know, but will, will, 12, uh, will 12 grand absolutely guarantee you can get a fake license? I mean, I don't know. Just based on the story, I'm guessing that uh, they push it through the system um, because, uh, you know, part of the story was um, uh, uh, they were asked why driving schools did not provide clients with sufficient lessons to ensure they passed the exam without paying a bribe. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, so the answer was the traffic officer will tell you no one in the country can pass a driving test. There will always be a slight mistake. So you have to bribe them if you want the client to pass. Oh, yeah. Sure. Of course. I mean, so maybe the person can drive, but the corrupt uh, official will pass them on some technicality. Fail them on some technicality. I I have a legit license, so don't give me, don't shoot the messenger. But I don't know, George, for some people, 12 grand is a small price to pay for not having to go through the anxiety and the trauma and the difficulty of actually having to learn the K53 or whatever it is that you meant mm-hmm. to learn and how to alley dock and how to parallel park. And, you know, for some people, it's pretty terrifying stuff. 
or they're just crooks and they don't want to stand in a queue or wait for three months or maybe there's some other nefarious reason that they need the license and maybe 12 grand is an acceptable fee. I don't know. Just saying. Well, I don't know, but you know, moving on to, I know you would, you would, you would never have a fake license, but some people don't, no. some people don't have scruples in that respect. They would uh, take the free license, the fake one, if it's convenient any day of the week and twice on Sundays. That is, to some well, people, a benefit of living in South Africa and to some people, a tremendous problem. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I agree. So, you know, you, you, you're almost forced to, 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 to consider these bribes because the traffic official might just fail you on some technicality, even although oh. you can drive and you shouldn't be failed, you know. So, oh. so, so the whole system is, is not lacquer. That's all I can say. They should, um, anyway, according to, uh, more interesting things. According to Michael, no, I think this is interesting. Michael says they should take those uh, people's licenses away that did their licenses through the corrupt officials. And you see, that would be consequences. That would be actual consequences. They should. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying all of the licenses from that traffic official. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of people yeah. who are going to suddenly find then, themselves. Then you, don't have to, you don't have to prove anything. You just prove that that person's guilty and right. say, oh, okay, all the licenses you've done in the last uh, yeah. you know, five years – Sorry, those people have to redo them. Yeah, we can't trust anything you do because you, mm. you, you're a crook here. All right, what else have you got for us? Um, so you, you're, you like chem- chemicals, uh, um, Gareth, and uh, you know that EV Just, batteries are incredibly uh, expensive, uh, number one. Sorry, George, don't say it like that. It, it really sounds dodgy when you say, oh, you like chemicals, <laughs> Gareth. Uh, let's just explain what you mean. I, I enjoy I am interested in and I understand inorganic chemistry to a degree and I want to know more. I'm not into chemicals like like I'm snorting lines of cocaine live on the show, you know. No. So so Gareth is into chemistry. I, I misspoke. He's thank into you. chemistry and thank he likes you. the periodic table of elements. <laughs> right. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, my humble, humblest of apologies. So, so you will you will understand this, and uh, and that is EVs um, have got a massive advantage over internal combustion engine vehicles for efficiency, zero carbon emissions, uh, quicker acceleration, less maintenance, all that all that good stuff. But the problem is, is uh, the range on the batteries are less than internal combustion engine vehicles. We sure. know that. I mean, my Jaguar I pace like three hundred kilometers on a full charge. You battle to get over those kinds of mileages, whereas in a gas-powered or petrol-powered vehicle, you you can do six, seven, sometimes 800 kilometers on a tank because uh, of things like diesel. Sure. So um, they found a unique remedy, and that is not using lithium um, in the batteries, but using sodium. Now, this has been around for a long time, using sodium. Okay. The trouble with sodium is that there are these little nefarious uh, dendrites. So I don't know too much about dendrites, but apparently these dendrites can penetrate the barrier between the anode and the cathode. Okay. And then cause a short circuit in the battery. So, you know, the anode and the cathode cause the, you know, electrons to uh, to move. Um, they cause a short circuit. So what has been found, and here's the interesting part, what has been found is that seaweed used as a barrier between the anode and the cathode and the chemicals. Wow. Actually, doesn't the, 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 the dendrites from the sodium don't, can't cross the seaweed barrier? I don't know what 
dendrites are, except that it must have something to do with the crystal structure of the sodium atom and the molecules and how they, they connect to each other. But that sounds fantastic. It sounds so clever because it's using a natural product, which we don't really have. We don't have too many uses for seaweed, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. mostly a problem. It's not a... Except don't they eat it in the East? Well, they, they can make really great sushi out of some of it, but some of it's gross and like slimy and not particularly useful, I'm sure. So if we can find a use for that, there's another thing we can exploit from nature that we don't currently have a use for. Great. It might make us look after the seaweed a bit better. Mm. And we don't have to mine lithium in, uh, um, you know, dodgy ways. Okay. Well, uh, great, because sodium is far more plentiful than lithium, for starters. Uh, there's a lot more of it in the earth. Uh, sodium is in salt, for example. So we can get enough mm-hmm. NaCl, table salt, out of salt pans and out of the ocean. And we can use that uh, that, that salt to create sodium. We can make more batteries. It'll also create a whole lot less carnage on Earth because lithium has to be mined. It's not as easily accessible as sodium. Great. Let's go with it. I'm all for it. I agree. Um, you know, so I, I, I think, uh, I, I think, you know, where the, where the chemical is abundant and we've found a solution. Um, and, and then because of the abundance, the cost will be lowered. So seaweed is abundant. Sodium is abundant. What, you know, let's, let's stop with this, uh, um, you know, lithium and cobalt and, sure. and, and stuff and move to something. And apparently sodium is a lot more energy dense than lithium is well it's also more reactive than lithium um, which may not be a good thing in a battery you know you can open up um, you, you take a normal little duracell battery or ever ready battery or whatever it is and you open it up you will actually find the metal lithium inside it um it's and it's expensive which is why batteries cost so much and then you the bigger your battery the more lithium you need and we know that that obviously has massive consequences people are talking about it and the environmentalists never refer to the cost of extracting the the lithium and I, by cost i don't just mean money i mean in terms of what it does to the earth so yeah let's go with sodium give it a go i agree i agree so and very last two second uh, two second mention is uh, is mileage more important than time so uh, this uh, this gentleman um had a honda civic 2022 um, model that within a 12-month period, sorry, 2021 model, within a 12-month period, um, he did approximately 248,000 miles, which is 400,000 kilometers in this car. He was doing almost 10,000 kilometers a day. It was a courier car. It was a Honda Civic. Shit. Um, um, Did all of the services at the right time, changed the oil, did everything. This car is in top, tip top shape. Okay. It's done 400,000 kilometers and now is up for sale and has caught the headlines of, uh, of the news. And so now you wonder, 400,000 kilometers when you've looked after the car properly, but the car is still young. It's only one year old. Um, is mileage such a massive factor versus looking after your car? Uh, again, it's, it's a balance, right? You want to look at both. If you're buying a car, you want to see what the mileage is, but you also want to see how long it's been on the road because it could have been driven to death. It's like when you um, when you meet a nice girl, or if you if you're if you're a girl and you meet a nice guy, you you check their mileage and you check their age. <laughs> some some twenty five year olds have got a lot of mileage on the clock, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 
Well, this Honda had a lot of mileage on the clock and it was very, very young, one year old. So, so yeah, the intersection between mileage and age, I suppose, is, uh, is the sweet spot. Can you imagine driving that many kilometers in one year? <sighs> Wild. 400,000 kilometers. There we go. All right. Listen, terrific to see you, George. Have an awesome weekend. And we will catch up with you in a week's time. Also, don't miss the Auto Trader podcast, which is available on cliffcentral.com or wherever you get your podcasts, where George and his team get into all the really cool stuff that we only have a little bit of time for here. They get into it in much more detail and sometimes talk about things that we don't even get to hear with some really interesting guests. Do not miss the Auto Trader podcast. Okay, George, cheers. Have a good weekend and good weekend to everybody. We will see you soon, Monday, 6 a.m. Cliff Central. Dot com.